special Independence Day episode. Boop, boop. Are those your fireworks? Those are my fireworks. <laughs> I had to do like the echo of them. Did it work? I mean, I thought they were two different ones. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. You gotta do the little crackling. Or the oh, I hate those ones. Those are my least favorite. They're so loud and annoying. I hate them. I like the big ones, the like huge ones in the sky. That's what she said. <laughs> I love how excited you look though talking about it. That's what she I'm said. Sorry, I ruined it. Touche. Touche. Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones. And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us. Enjoy! Okay. (laughs) Let's begin. to our facts. Dang it. Welcome I to tried. the animal facts. I- oh. <laughs> Welcome animal lovers. Thank you for joining us. This is the animal facts podcast. I am Nicole. And I'm Jayla. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're trying to bring it to <laughs> we're trying to bring it in. <laughs> Words are hard. Words are hard. My my stomach hurts from laughing so much. <laughs> Whew, working up an appetite. It's about that All time. Right. <laughs> we have a special Independence 4th of July mini-sode for you guys today. Happy Independence Day. Ooh. Happy birthday, America. <laughs> United States of America. We should have gotten your Twizzler drums out for this. Oh, man. I ate them all. <laughs> what about your centipede gummies? I also might have eaten those. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Okay. <clears throat> um, so instead of trivia or a lot of our normal things, we have some random facts about the 4th of July. We'll do a personal question, too. Okay. (laughs) I'm just giving them a rundown of what we're going to do. And then we're going to talk about um, some cool animals. And we'll reveal them in a minute and why we picked them. But before we start that, Jayla's got a personal question. So, in honor of 4th of the... (laughs) 
Words are hard. Words are hard. In honor of the 4th of July, what is your favorite thing to do for the 4th of July? What's your favorite thing that your family did or like a tradition that you did or what do you do? Um, so growing up, uh, so I, all of my like aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, they all lived in Utah. And so growing up every summer, we drove to Utah for a few weeks and we always spent the 4th of July at my grandma's and we would have like a big barbecue with like homemade root beer and all the food and all the fixings and like all my cousins it was a huge family event and it was so much fun and then when it got dark um so we always did like lots of fun fireworks and then we had a huge family sleepover so everyone stayed the night and we had like tents and air mattresses and sleeping bags and we'd either sleep on the lawn or in a tent or in the house and my grandparents also had like this really fun backyard with like a tree house and a teepee and a cabin and wow yeah they had they had the works <laughs> so it was like this huge fun thing and in the middle of the night half the time a bunch of the cousins would be like we're gonna play nighttime games in the dark and all the adults would just pretend to be asleep even though they knew we were up being obnoxious but they'd let us be obnoxious because we only got it once a year so it was a lot of fun because. It was just, like, this giant, basically a family reunion every year where we got to have a huge sleepover, and then we all, like, got breakfast the next morning, and it was a lot of fun. Wow. That sounds like a lot of fun. And a lot of family. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) It, yeah, my, (laughs) I have a lot of family on that side. (laughs) Yeah. No, that makes sense. Cool. Well, my favorite thing about Fourth of July is, um... I'd say my birthday, but I honestly don't really like my birthday being so close to the 4th of July um, because then I feel like my family always is one. Yeah. They like kind of get yeah. mashed um, like yeah. most holidays and birthdays, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, I get that. But my favorite thing about 4th of July is the fireworks. Like I am not a huge fan of 4th of July because it gets smashed with my birthday and I'm not, a, I mean, the food is great, but like the whole festivities about 4th of July, I'm not a huge fan of, didn't really grow up doing like the, par- I mean, we went to a couple parades, um, mm. and stuff like that, but I love fireworks. I love They're the so smell cool. of fireworks. I love how colorful they are. It's nighttime. And then there's just a, and I love the big ones, the big, like, yeah. circular ones. The, like, just, sonic boom ones. Yeah, the ones that light up the whole sky. Those are yeah. my favorite. And they have, like, the really cool crackling, mm-hmm. and then they, like, fall pretty. Yeah. So every year cool. I try and see some sort of fireworks. Um, and if I can't see fireworks, I usually pick up a package of, have you ever seen the snakes? You know, the mm-hmm. ones that, like, grow out of the tiny little yeah. coil and yeah. then they, yeah. they leave marks on the concrete. Those yep. are my favorite. Yep. <laughs> nice. I like so, it. Which is, I always like the ones that are like... Those ones are my favorite. Nice. Of the little ones. Yeah. No, snakes are my favorite and they're the total opposite of, like, the whole kaboom. Yeah. Because they're just like... Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll have to see if the one park that we always go to is doing it this year. And if so, I'll have to let you know so you can go to it. Sounds good. Because they have, like, it's like an hour long of, like, just giant in-the-air fireworks. Yeah. 
that's my favorite in so i grew up in wisconsin um and around fourth of july there's this thing called Summerfest, and it's a huge music festival and i think it's like the longest music festival to happen in like a length of time in the country um mm-hmm. i think that's what it's known as but it's called Summerfest, and they do firework shows on the fourth of july or july 3rd um and that's so really cool yeah it's right above lake michigan so it's like water and then fireworks and they shoot them off from boats and piers um so you can also see like the entire coastline too sometimes you can see like different places in the city have them because you can see down the coastline so that's always really cool too that is really cool so fireworks it's a good one fireworks are cool Mm -hmm. all right Here are your random facts about the 4th of July. It is the most popular holiday for grilling. That makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, it's grilling a lot of hot dogs. So (laughs) it is estimated the number of hot dogs eaten by Americans on the 4th of July is 150 million million yes that's so many it's a lot of weenies (laughs) (laughs) you did that research just so you could say that joke (laughs) i just thought of that joke know if i believe believe it or not i did i promise i did (laughs) as soon as you were like that's a lot of hot dogs i was like weenies (laughs) 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 and that's what i've got for you (laughs) nice nice are you ready for some non-weenie facts (laughs) yes Cool. I am. So, three U.S. presidents and founding fathers died on the 4th of July. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Not from weenies. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Not that I know of. Oh. <laughs> it's John Adams. It's Thomas Jefferson and James Monroe. If you were curious on Sad. who. The nation's oldest 4th of July parade takes place in Bristol, Rhode Island. Um, cool. The town's Independence Day festivities date back to 1785, and there were only two attendees. Um, and now the f- <laughs> sorry, Nicole. I'm glad I didn't start drinking my water yet. I yeah. would have spewed it out again. <laughs> um, yeah. So there were only two people in attendance, um, and now. That's so funny. Yeah, but now the festivities uh, begin on Flag Day, which is June 14th, and they go all the Mm -hmm. way through Independence Day. And there's a parade, and they have a little miss and a little 4th of July pageant. Cute. So, mm -hmm. Um, In 1942, the U.S. flag code was established to set guidelines about how the U.S. flag should not be displayed and used, and it's actually not supposed to be worn. Oh. Um, so the guideline goes that the flag should never be used as wearing apparel, bedding, or drapery. But the code isn't enforced because, according to the 
United States Senate Committee on the Judiciary, the flag code does not prescribe any penalties for wearing the flag. And um, so it's there's no like non-compliance uh, penalties or enforcement provisions. So they can't actually like... like in- recommended. Yeah. <clears throat> there's nothing they can do about it if you wear the flag from head to toe. So... And then I've got some fireworks facts. Cool. They're kind of explosive. (laughs) (laughs) You see, you wanted that just for that joke. Maybe. (laughs) Um, So fireworks (laughs) caused 12 deaths and 10,000 injuries in 2019. Oh. Yep. Okay. Uh, That's a sad fact. Out of... All the firework injuries, nearly three quarters of firework injuries treated in emergency rooms happened between mid-June and mid-July. So they kind of center them around the 4th of July. Uh, yep. And then 15% of the firework injuries were eye injuries. Oh. Yeah. In the most severe cases they had, fireworks can rupture the glove of the eye and cause chemical and thermal burns corneal abrasions and retinal detachment all of which can cause permanent eye damage and vision loss so if you're (laughs) shooting off fireworks you better not be looking at them like this sorry (laughs) i realize our listeners are gonna know what i'm doing i'm holding the firework to my face and looking directly at it so yep yep uh the funny thing that i found about that though is that most people injured by fire there's a funny thing well because most people injured by fireworks aren't necessarily the ones handling the explosives oh they're no. actually 65 percent of the people injured by fireworks are bystanders <laughs> so really you shouldn't be holding them like that like where you're holding them towards people <laughs> like a hose which i think is hilarious because ah! i'm like why <laughs> So ridiculous. Oh so. my gosh. So they don't even get their own karma. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. So those are my 4th of July uh, facts. Excellent. <laughs> Kaboom. <laughs> oh, I love it. Excellent. All right. Well, the animals we're going to talk about are our national animals. Do, do, do. Does anyone know? What our national animals are? Crickets. Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> I imagine chirping well, like crickets. I don't think it's a cricket. <laughs> it's not a cricket. <laughs> it's not a cricket. It is the bison. And the bald eagle. Caca! <laughs> I don't know what a bald eagle actually sounds like. I don't ah! know what don't a know. bison sounds like. <laughs> they grunt. i feel like it would be lower like uh. you gotta do it like in the back of your throat i'm trying yeah (laughs) there you go that's better cool excellent bisons not to be confused with a buffalo but everyone thinks they're the same thing. They're not the same thing. Okay. They are not. First things first, July is actually National Bison Month. Oh, that's so nice. 
Yeah. All I right, so that. real quick. The difference between a bison and a buffalo is when you imagine, like, America's national bison buffalo animal, you're probably thinking of the right thing. The big hairy thing with the little horns and the giant head and the little hump on the back. Um, <laughs> the, that that they almost went extinct. <laughs> that was a good description. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, they aren't actually called buffalo, but they are commonly called a buffalo, but that's incorrect. They are called a bison. So both of them belong, like a bison and a buffalo, both belong to the bovide family, but they are not related. Oh. Um, buffaloes are native to Africa and Asia, so they're like water buffaloes and cape buffaloes. Uh, and then the bison are found and native and found and native to North America and Europe. Huh. And bison hmm. have those large humps at the shoulder with big heads, um, and they have bigger heads than a buffalo does. They are also they have thick coats that shed in the summer, and they also have beards. Buffaloes don't have beards. Bison do. <laughs> and then their horns also look very different. That is the appearance differences between bison and buffalo. So maybe people will stop calling them buffalo and actually call them bison because they are called bison. <laughs> buffalo is wrong. <laughs> um, if you want to know how they start getting called buffalo, it is believed and also blamed on the Europeans <laughs> for misnaming them because the word beef in French sounds close to buff. Um, and then they also look like a buff coat, which was worn by the military. So they were like, buffalo. Um, and then it just kind of stuck, but it's still inaccurate. They are called bison. Hmm. But that's how they kind of, they believe it got started to being called buffalo. Interesting. All right. So the bison was named the national mammal of the U.S., in 2016 Ooh. and there are two different dates that i found one says and they're both like government websites that i got this from <laughs> so i don't know which one is actually accurate one of them says may 9th and the other one says april 28th but both of them are in 2016 <laughs> i love that i think that's hilarious right? they were clearly not so... on the same bison page <laughs> no um, so the one site that said April 28th says that the, they were the national, the National Bison Legacy Act was passed on April 28th, 2016, making the bison a symbol of unity, resilience, and healthy landscapes and communities. The act is to recognize the historical cultural and culture, cultural and economic importance of the bison. And then um, it's to, like, help us remember that there used to be millions of bison that roamed the U.S., like the North Americas, um, from Alaska to Mexico to Nevada. In the, and then in the late 1800s, only a small number were left after being hunted for pelts and sport by the early European settlers. And they also suffered from habitat loss from the settlers coming in, basically pushing them out of their homes. That's so sad. Yeah, but with a lot of hard work from the United States Department of Interior, working closely with Native American tribes, they were able to save them, and they were able to um, 
get like parks and protect them like Yellowstone is actually the only like space that the original bison lived at that they currently still live on. All the rest of the areas are like they were brought there to protect. But they are now doing great and they live happy and <laughs> protected and they're thriving. Um <clears throat> And there is actually now commercial livestock bison as well, similar to that of, like, cows. Huh. So, livestock bison now for meat and stuff. Um, And then the history with Native Americans and bison is actually really cool. So, they were really important to tribal history. So, in 1992, the Inter-Tribal Buffalo Council works and still does, works closely with National Park Services to transfer bison from the national parks on back onto tribal lands to help them with their rituals and their, their things, which is really cool. And then some of the really cool Native American myths and legends about bison say that they're, they bring sacred knowledge of medicine or peace to humankind, They are believed to give themselves up willingly to feed the tribes and to save them. So they're not like, because they'll do like their tribal dances and rituals and things. And then they find the bison and they believe that the bison are like willingly being like, yes, you may kill me because I am here to serve you, to feed you and save your family. Rather than like this vicious animal who's like running away from it. They believe that the bison are very gentle and honorable. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And now some cool facts about the bison, because they are really cool. So now you know how they became America's, like, national mammal not mm-hmm. too long ago. Um, but some cool things about them. They can live up to 20 years old, which is cool. And then they are the largest mammal in North America. Hmm. Males can weigh up to 2,000 pounds and can be 6 feet tall, and females are closer to 1,000 pounds and are about 4 to 5 feet tall. And then the babies are little guys, and they're about 30 to 70 pounds at birth. Cute. That's, I mean, Uh that's heavy, but still cute. Yes. Yes. They have a lot of growing to do to get up to 2 grand. Right. (laughs) 2,000 pounds. Um, you can tell the mood of a bison based on its tail. If it's just hanging there and swishing like it, like naturally kind of at flies, then it's usually pretty calm. But if it's straight up in the air, then it's probably going to charge and it's ready to. But knowing that you need to remember that bison are still unpredictable. They are large, they are fast, they are strong, and they're very agile. They can spin around really quickly. They can jump high fences and they can run up to 35 miles per hour. So you need to love and appreciate them from afar and not get too close because most accidental deaths from bison are from people who just get too close to them and then they get trampled. Um, and then one really cool thing about them is one reason for their large, like, their large head is to plow through the snow. Hmm. So they swing their head side to side to clear snow and making foraging patches to find grass. And then their eating habits actually really help ensure plant diversity, especially after fires. So because of them, they like help spread plants and the vegetation growth even after fires. That's really cool. Yeah. And then my last thing is 
<laughs> because the word buffalo is both a noun, a verb, and a place, this sentence is grammatically correct. Buffalo, 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 buffalo. It does not work as bison, 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 bison. It only works as buffalo, 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 buffalo. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Like, it was just that like this funny. random thing is like, even though they're called bison, here's this random thing about buffalo. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> it's like commonly misused. Yeah. Um, so if you want to know what that sentence actually means, it translates to, so buffalo who live in Buffalo and who are buffaloed by other buffalo from Buffalo, themselves buffalo, still other buffalo from Buffalo. <laughs> it's really confusing. That is really confusing. And like, that was the translation? Yes. Okay. But it's because it's being used as both a noun and a verb and a place. Right. That makes Because buffaloed is like tricking and confusing someone. Yeah. No. I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't, but it doesn't. make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there you go. Bison. <laughs> it's okay because you can't do that with bison. <laughs> buffalo, 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 bison. <laughs> What are we talking Instead about? Of duck, duck, goose. <laughs> yeah. Right. Buffalo, 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 bison. <laughs> That's what we should all play for the 4th of July. That's what we're going to start playing. Let's yeah. play buffalo, buffalo, bison. <laughs> duck, duck, goose. <laughs> I love it. Maybe that should be our drawing for this episode. It's like Aww. a circle of ducks and geese and they're playing buffalo, buffalo, bison. <laughs> I was thinking bison would be playing. So there's like little bison and bigger the little bison. Babe and then a buffalo. <laughs> like the water buffalo. Buffalo, buffalo, bison. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, I love it. It'd be cute. But yeah, bison are America, the United States' national mammal. Nice. Take it away, Jayla. So. Now that we know about the very nicely founded animal, <laughs> uh, we get to learn about the Europeans coming over and being like, this is going to be our animal. Um, so the national bird of the United States of America has been the national bird since 1782, and it's the bald eagle. It's not actually bald. It has feathers on its head. I didn't really find a good reason as to why it's called a bald eagle. Other than, like, maybe the feathers are just flat. They're white instead and they're of brown. White. So yeah. they look kind of bald. Yeah. So. Even though vultures are bald. Right. Vultures are the bald eagles. <laughs> <gasps> no. Um, so, yeah. Uh. They've also been a maybe spiritual... Oh, Go sorry. ahead. I was going to say, maybe the person who discovered him was bald. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Anyways. The what? Um, so they've been the national bird for the United States of America since 1782, right? But they've also been spiritual birds for Native people um, for much longer. So, uh, and I'll talk about why. Um, 
So the bald eagle first appeared as an American symbol on a Massachusetts copper cent coined in 1776. Um, and for six years, the members of Congress held a bitter dispute over what the national emblem should be. Uh, it wasn't until 1789 that the bald eagle was finally chosen to represent the United States of America. Uh, so one of the most prominent opponents of the bald eagle's status, I don't know if most of our listeners have heard, but Benjamin Franklin thought that the turkey should represent uh, America as the respectable bird. Um <laughs> so funny yeah and so i found this quote uh so benjamin franklin wrote a letter to his friend and he says i wish the bald eagle had not been chosen as the represent er, the representative of our country he is a bird of bad moral character like those among men who live by sharpening and robbing he is generally poor and often very lousy the turkey is a much more respectable bird and withal a true original native of America. So I think Benjamin Franklin just had a really bad encounter with the bald eagle and he was like, oh, he's not going to be my friend anymore. And he was over it. A little vent sesh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> since then, bald eagles have been seen by many as a symbol of strength, courage, freedom, and immortality for generations. And unlike other eagles, the bald eagle is actually indigenous only to North America. So it's found mostly in the United States and then also up into Canada and then over into Alaska. Nice. So, yep. Um, and then since then, it's also appeared on many reverse sides of the U.S. coins. So. True. Yeah. So that's the history of how the bald eagle kind of became our national bird what did i say i like it yeah national bird um yeah so about bald eagles though bald eagles are larger than most raptors they're actually one of the largest raptors in the raptor family of birds um they're larger than turkey vultures and they're larger than red-tailed hawks um but those are some of the other bigger raptors and it has a seven, f so I'm going to do American measurements first since we're celebrating the 4th of July, which I thought was kind of mm. funny. Um, but there has a seven feet wingspan, which is equivalent to two meters. And then it also weighs seven to 15 pounds, which is three to seven kilograms. Um, and then young bald eagles have brown bodies with brown and white molted wings. And then their tails are also molted. Um, with dark bands at the tip so they're not actually born with their classic white head and then they have a white tip tail um, they're actually born completely brown and then as they age they starting to get more of their white attributes which i think is kind of funny um, it is funny because it's what happens to us as we age <laughs> yeah. we change and develop we get white and silver hair <laughs> true <laughs> and go bald <laughs> true true so maybe <laughs> true um yeah so that's pretty much that and then they have the classic um yellow bill and then they have matching yellow legs um so they know how to match yep yep <laughs> so bald eagles are pretty cool they're pretty cool looking 
I would say. And you can yeah. spot them even though they're like flying like several feet up in the yeah. air. They're huge. Yeah. They are. So. And they are very distinctive looking. You can't really mistake them for another bird. Right. You're not like, oh, that's a sparrow. You're like, what? That's not a sparrow. Or a hawk? <laughs> is it a crow? <laughs> is it? What kind of eagle is that? It's a bird. It's a plane. Is it a crow? <laughs> so cool yeah so uh bald eagles uh i talked about that they're in north america and then they go up into canada and they go over to alaska and that's usually where you can find them um they're usually near lakes reservoirs rivers marshes and coasts and that's because they need a constant source of water because they primarily eat fish ducks snakes and turtles um Mm -hmm. so all of those things can be found near the water so they would live near the water so that they have yeah food um yeah <laughs> it kind of makes sense right makes sense exactly smart uh they can I like al- to live near food exactly um they can also eat rabbits muskrats and dead animals um and they primarily hunt using their keen sense of sight and powerful talents by attacking their prey and they'll swoop down at them at an angle so they, when they are swooping and diving, they can reach speeds of a hundred miles per hour. Oh, terrifying! Right, but cool. Which is equivalent to one hundred and sixty kilometers per hour. Um, so I, I liked having all the conversions. I thought they were funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then once they capture their prey, they use their beak to pull flesh out of it before actually Ugh. eating it. So like, if it was another bird, they would kind of like get past the feathers. So. Uh-huh. Um, cool yeah and then i learned a little bit about how they can reach like incredibly high heights so Mm -hmm. the recorded highest height is ten thousand feet which is three thousand meters high in the sky um and they use that by using thermal convection currents so then i had to go and learn about thermal convection currents because that's how that goes (laughs) Um, (laughs) so basically they're currents and instead of flapping wings um, they use the air currents to gain altitude. So eagles oh. will circle with thermal updrafts, uh, which is one type of the thermal convection current. And those are formed when energy from the sun heats at, heats up the Earth's surface and then causes it to rise. So the sun heats up the Earth's the surface and then it has airflow that rises. Yeah. So eagles will use that, um, and they're called orographic updrafts which are winds deflect oh so they'll use so they'll use the one which is the um thermal updrafts which is the sun and the earth like Mm -hmm. connecting and then they'll also use orographic updrafts which are winds deflected upward by structures such as ridges or hills so like when the wind hits a hill or something it'll go up Uh so they can also use that and then they'll also use them to kind of be close to the surface but they won't be like ten thousand feet in the air does that make sense i just got the image of little mermaid with the rock in the wave but instead it's a bald eagle with wind (laughs) i love it that's essentially what it is um so it's with wind and then like a cliff yeah Uh uh-huh i love it so it's pretty cool um, but he doesn't have any hair to wave around. He's just bald. He's bald. That's great. He's like one little feather sticking out the wrong direction. <laughs> A little dinky. Yeah. 
that's so I love it. That's so. super cool, though. Yeah. So they don't. That's why they like soar a lot rather than constantly yeah. flapping their wings because they're using the air currents, which makes sense. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. more effective. Less work. Exactly. <laughs> You're letting the wind do it for you. Yeah. And then their and nests <laughs> are really cool. So the habitats, they live near the water, right? But they need gigantic nests because they're gigantic birds. Um, yeah. So their nests are called aries um, and they're made majority out of sticks. Um, so they're just giant sticks and giant trees for these giant birds. <laughs> Hope you know that these are giant. Um, they're generally about two feet uh, mm-hmm. deep, two feet deep nests. Uh, yeah. which is at least uh, half a meter deep. And then they're five feet or one and a half meters across, uh, but they can be bigger. So they're like as long as me. <laughs> Dang, that was a big nest. You could fit in that nest. I could. Uh, and then they're n- owned to weigh up to one ton or 900 kilograms. They're nests? Mm-hmm. Dang. Yep, yep. Oh. Wow. I mean, it makes sense because yeah. mating pairs produce Big. up to three eggs a year, which means they have up to three baby bald That's eagles fair. in a nest. Yeah. And then they have the two parents, so they need enough space. Yeah. But the fact that they're like in these ginormous trees for these ginormous yeah. birds, and then they have That's chicks. That's so crazy. It's ridiculous. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. So... Um, and then both parents also help raise the young, which I thought was really cute. That is really cute. I love that. Yeah. So that's all about like the bald eagle and how they live and what they do. Um, today the American bald eagle is protected under the National Emblem Act of 1940. And in 2007, the bald eagle was officially removed from the endangered and threatened species list kept by the United States Fish and Wildlife Service. Yeah, it is good. It's great. I think it's funny that both of our national animals were, like, endangered and mm-hmm. near extinction, and now they're like, and we're back. Yep, yep. Um, and then, according to the IUCN's Red List, the bald eagle is considered at least, um, of least concerned of extinction. So, uh, their recovery is due to years of conservationist efforts, and then along with a ban of pesticide, DDT, in 1972. So, that was the main nice. thing that was um, killing a lot of bald eagles um was that there was this pesticide and it was yeah it was bad Mm -hmm. um and then while they don't really have a lot of natural enemies um the biggest enemy is again humans way to go us woo um we just take up so much space yeah so they're no longer considered endangered endangered but they do have habitat loss by people moving to shores and cutting down trees um, and it's forcing eagles to have to move their homes elsewhere because they don't have big trees to live in there's also illegal hunting um, which always poses a threat and then other threats include farmers and fishermen who have killed eagles for getting too close to their poultry or to their fishing nets Uh, gamekeepers have killed um, have captured them for falconry and then pesticides um is a big one so sad what we can do to help bald eagles continue to thrive though is there's the american eagle foundation and it's a nonprofit organization that works to conserve bald eagles habitats educate people about the amazing birds and rehabilitate bald eagles which i thought was really cool yeah 
And then American Eagle Day is June 20th, which ironically is not the 4th of July. Three days ago. From our recording, yes. From our recording. (laughs) Yes. Just a little bit ago. (laughs) So, but I thought it was funny that it's not July 4th. I know. And then I have... Neither is... What? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, neither is like the bison day but at least bisons are in the same month right right so and then i have one kind of funny question okay um because i was curious and obviously it's like a i don't know it's a funny question uh Mm -hmm. since we're talking about the fourth of july do other countries have the fourth of july yeah it's just not an independence day (laughs) thank you okay i'm so glad you got that joke because I thought it was funny, and I was like, what if she answers? <laughs> I don't even have anything up my sleeve to be like, this is what this country celebrates. So. Nice. Yeah, we'll have to learn some of those. Yeah. Um, but cool. Yeah. So that's everything about the bald eagle. I love it. Bald eagles and bison. Whoop, whoop. I like that they both start with bees. I think that's yeah. Ba like those bees. <laughs> cool. Well, happy Independence Day, you animal lovers. Happy. We hope that those who or Fourth of July for those who are not in the United States, happy Fourth. Just enjoy this day. Hopefully, it's sunny for you. <laughs> Hope you have a hot Hopefully dogs. Hopefully, it's just a good old day. <laughs> yeah, eat a hot dog. <laughs> be one of those millions yes um cool until next time wait oh we have one more thing to talk about while you're doing all of these celebrations we want to make sure that you take care of your pets oh right 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 thank you for reminding me yeah as much as i love fireworks pets do not like fireworks yes. most pets don't like fireworks um yes Pets are really sensitive. They're sensitive to loud noises, flashing lights, and strong smells. Um, So make sure you take care of your pets. You can put them inside, preferably with a radio or TV, so it kind of noise cancels out the fireworks. Um, You can also protect your pets from heat strokes because usually July is really hot. So give them lots of water. Make sure you're keeping an eye on them. Um, General rule is that if it's 72 degrees outside in a closed vehicle... It's going to be about 116 degrees in less than an hour. Do not leave your pet in a vehicle. Yes. Um, Don't do that. Yeah. And then the other rule of thumb is that the hot pavement is also really dangerous to your unprotected paws. Nicole, don't leave your dogs out on the concrete. They don't have shoes. Yeah. Like we do. So if your hand, if it's too hot to hold your hand against the concrete for five seconds, it's too hot to walk your dog. Don't let them burn their little paws. That'd be so sad. Let them walk in the grass. Yes. Also, I've definitely hurt my dog's paws by going on a run when it's been too hot. Sad. And then I had to, had to rub a lot of ointment on her paws and wrap them. She didn't get to go on a walk for a while. It was really sad. Oh, poor puppy. I know. So. But I never did it again. Good. You learned. Yep. I learned the hard way. Mm. Poor puppy. 
Yeah. Um, but she's okay. She's fine now. Good. That was a long time ago, and she's great. She doesn't even remember. <laughs> good. I hope not. Um, yes. And then 4th of July is also known as one of the most, one of the days that most, the most people lose their pets. Um, mm-hmm. And it can also coincide with fireworks. So pets get scared. They want to leave. They want to get out of the situation. They do as much as they can. Trying to find something safe. Mm-hmm try to find a safe place and usually that can also lead to running away um animals have been known to break windows or door screens to try and get out of the situation so make sure that your pet is either microchipped and has a collar or with updated updated id tags Um, make sure that they're up to date and if you find a lost pet either take them to their address on their tag or bring them to a local animal shelter so that they can be reunited with their families Nobody yes, wants a last. Them. Nobody wants a lost pet. It's the no, last thing you want on the Fourth of July. It's it's true. So. It's true. Anyways, excellent. Take care of your pets, but enjoy the fireworks. <laughs> yes, but make sure your pets are okay. Yes, pets first, fireworks later. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Perfect. Awesome. Happy. Independence Day. Happy 4th of July. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole. And Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners, so feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated (laughs) animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. We want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until Until next time, bye! fact that has nothing to do with bald eagles or bison but a little bit to do with the independence day okay i'm ready (laughs) is that july 4th to july 10th is national fairies week f-e-r-r-i-e-r-s which is a craftsman who trims and shoes horses and their hooves oh that's cool yes so they are like that kind of person they take care of horses so it's like national celebrate their this craftsman's hard work week that's really cool um so because of that i have a cool fact about horse hooves nice (laughs) um so the wall of their hoof will grow at a rate of six to nine millimeters which is a quarter to a half inch per month which means that they basically grow new hooves every single year within the year wow and then their ancestors, like the horse's ancestors, used to have three to four functional toes instead of just one hoof. And then evolution happened, and now they just have their one hoof. 
but their genetics are still programmed to make those extra toes, but somewhere in between they're developing, whether they don't fully develop them in fetal development or if they just disappear during it, they don't actually have those toes, but their DNA has the genetics to do it. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they just all morph. They don't, like, just combine into one hoof. Uh, they talked about how, like, the different bones and how, like, you can sometimes tell, like, what they used to be based on their bones or whatever in a revolution. I'm, I don't know. Huh. I didn't dive too far into it. <laughs> interesting. I mean, that's interesting. But, yeah, it is super interesting and cool. But there you go. So there's some horse hoofs facts mm-hmm. since it's National Horse Shoe Trimming People's Week. I don't know how to say your craft properly. I'm sorry. Nay. 